Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited for today's show because I'm chatting with Charlotte Isaac all about up-leveling your CRM into an operational powerhouse. Charlotte shares how most wedding professionals aren't using their CRMs to their full potential and gives us some great advice and tips on how to truly turn it on and work on our businesses versus in our business. A little bit about Charlotte is that she helps overwhelmed and overworked entrepreneurs build customized solutions so that they can serve their clients better, automate busy work, and feel more confident in their businesses. I'm so excited she's here. This is a wonderful conversation. She was a joy to chat with, and I know you guys are going to leave today's episode with a lot of great tips on how to automate your CRM, or at least sign up for one if you don't have one yet. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Charlotte, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, everyone. I'm excited to chat. Me too. I'm so excited you're here. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's bright and early here in Australia, so I'm caffeinated and I'm excited to dive in. I love that. I'm so jealous you're in Australia right now. <laughs> I love it over there. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good, except we're coming into winter and that's always hard. I know. It's so funny. I never think that like the whole hemisphere is different, but it's true. <laughs> We're just heading into summer. It was 90 degrees yesterday in New York. Oh gosh. I am so jealous. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to have you on today. I am very excited to pick your brain about up-leveling your CRM into an operational powerhouse. I really... um I really believe and promote CRMs. And we've talked about this a bunch on the podcast. And I really feel like having a system and using systems is, is really the way to just explode your business and you can just get so much done. So I'm, I'm so thrilled that you're here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I've loved listening to some of your past episodes about systems and hearing your experience of how much a CRM changed your business. So I'm, um, it's always fun to chat to a fellow systems nerd. Yeah. No, and I mean nerd in a nice way. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you can call me a nerd. That's it. Yeah. I am like a junkie, like a techie. I, it's all in my blood. <laughs> but before we get started, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started. 
Yeah, of course. So like I mentioned before, I'm in Sydney, Australia, um, hence the strange access uh, accent rather. Uh, I work with creatives to help them streamline their client processes or automate them using a tool called Dubsado, which is a CRM that I'm sure we'll touch on today, um, so that they can take on more clients and less fuss. My background is working in creative agencies or advertising agencies. Uh, so I've worked with creative types for a long time and I really, really enjoy making business easier. That's awesome. So how did you like get started? What brought you to CRMs? I mean, I had dabbled in them in my nine to five career and I didn't originally start in them when I started my business. I started working as an OBM um, or an online business manager, if you're listening and you're not quite sure what that means, which is kind of the online equivalent of what I'd been doing in my nine to five And gradually, I just started helping more and more people start using CRMs to make their business easier. And after a little while, people just kept referring to me for that. And so I kind of became the accidental Dubsado queen. I'm not quite sure how it happened. (laughs) I enjoy it. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. You guys, you have the Dubsado queen with us today. So exciting. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm always mildly embarrassed when that came out, but that's what people call me. So I'm just going to try and roll with it. (laughs) Yeah, I would own it. I'd be like, yeah, I am the queen because that, you know, CRMs are like, they are confusing when you first start. And Mm -hmm. the fact that you're like really good at it is is impressive, at least to me. I'm like, that's awesome. (laughs) Because it took me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it does. I think a lot of people are really overwhelmed by the tech. Um, And I mean, you and I have already confessed that we're tech junkies and we love this stuff. But I think, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but it's it's more of a process challenge, I think, at the end of the day. Like, we're going to talk about up-leveling your CRM and making sure it works really hard for you. But the tech is what overwhelms people. But I think if you can remove the tech fear, they can do so much for your business. Yeah, I love that. Removing the tech fear. That should be your tagline. I love that. So it's let's, good. Yeah. I think we coined it right here on THNA. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk, let's get let's get into this. So let's talk about, you know, how we should be for those who are who are listening, let's let's just break it down. If you haven't listened to any of the other shows or you don't know what a CRM is, can you just explain what that is quickly and then we'll go into the, the questions. That's a great starting point. So CRM means customer relationship management. And essentially, it's a tool that you can use to help manage your clients. So um, most of them will have some kind of lead form in there, all of your proposals, contracts, invoices, questionnaires, basically anything that you might want to send a client built into these pieces of software. So it makes it really, really easy to look after them throughout the process of working with them. Right. And it's basically like a home base. Like everything is... exactly. Yeah. You have everything in one spot. And I can speak, and I've said this before, like a gazillion times, like I I used to have everything in like Excel and sticky notes and my notebook. And it just was like, what am I doing? Like, am I a professional or what? So like going to a CRM, like literally changed my entire processes. So I'm so happy you're here <laughs> to talk about it. No, so my I've loved hearing um, hearing you explain that before, and it's so true. I think so many of us start with Excel or sticky notes, or you know, it all in our brain and our inbox, and it's a lot to handle. So having something that acts as that home base, like you said, it just it changes the game, even without any automation. Yeah, totally. So so let's explain. You know, maybe you can start by telling us, you know, how we should set up our CRM to best utilize automations in our workflows. Yeah, of course. So the first thing is to step away from the CRM entirely. 
Um, like I mentioned before, I know most people get really overwhelmed by the tech and that is so fair enough. I mean, you wouldn't want to see me hold a camera. That's not, that's not my <laughs> skill set. So it's some different skills. So you can feel confident that if you walk away from whatever CRM you're going to use to start with and start thinking about your client process. So think about it from the very moment that someone finds you on the internet, they inquire with you, what happens? Maybe you have a call with them. What does it look like for them to book you as their wedding photographer? And then what happens after the wedding, how you offboard them, deliver their gallery, all of those kind of things. So thinking about that first is going to make sure that your CRM works really, really hard for you. Yeah. So you think like maybe writing it down, like writing out your process or what do you, what do you suggest? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of just dumping it all into a Google Doc. If you're a pen and notepad kind of person, do that as well, but definitely get absolutely everything down on paper first. So, so now that we've You've written everything down. What do we what do we do after that? Next thing you want to do is approach it with a bit of a lens of what's not working and what do you wish you were doing a little bit better. So we have already what you're doing as a starting point, but maybe there's some things like you always forget to remind clients of something before their wedding, or maybe every client reaches out to you a few months beforehand and asks you the same question. So maybe there's something we can tweak in your process to avoid that. Maybe you feel like you deliver their gallery and drop off the face of the planet, or you forget to ask for a testimonial or something like that. There's always a few things people have. So go through your process um, and pick it apart a little bit and check that you're really happy with it. So now we've written it out. We are looking at our processes and we're figuring out what works and what doesn't work. How do we translate that into our CRM? Like how do we start implementing like actual physical actions, you know, into the software? How do what do you recommend we do with that? I mean, the first thing is if you haven't chosen your CRM, obviously we need to do that first. You're a 17 hat fans. Is that right? Jenny? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I wish I was Dubsado. I mean, I've said that too. Like I <laughs> didn't know it was available when I st- signed up and now I've bought, you know, mm-hmm. like a lifetime subscription and it works for me. And I, I mean, it's like a good thing for me, but I admit, you know, Dubsado has these proposals that literally make my eyes drool when I see them. And I'm like, oh, I wish I, I want to switch, but I don't at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point. It is one of those things that once you've been using one for a long time, it does feel like the kind of thing that you don't really want to change because you're all set up. So if you're listening to this and you haven't chosen one yet, maybe put some time into exploring your options and whether it's Dubsado or HoneyBook or 17 Hats, obviously I'm a big Dubsado fan, um, but, but try and make a choice that'll stick with you for a long time because they do grow with you as well. And you don't really want to have to change it later. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like the, the thing about 17 hats is like, I know for me that software so well and it has, you know, it doesn't have reports, which drives me up the wall and like, whatever. There's plenty of things about it that I don't like, but the things that I do do like, it's like, well, it works and I know how to use it and, and it helps me every day. So I'm okay with it. You know, I can do a proposal a different mm. way, but if you're listening and you're looking for a really good proposals, you have to do Dubsado. <laughs> They are so beautiful. Yeah, they're so beautiful. And it's almost even worth it. Like, maybe I'll just get Dubsado for the proposals. (laughs) I can just slowly migrate over. But yeah. (laughs) You could. I think they're so impressive for wedding photographers as well. Like every time I I look at somebody else's proposal, I think the images is what makes them really special, that that they can look so on brand and you can include all of your um, beautiful imagery and things in there. And, And they are really, really good. I know it's kind of a... 
I don't know, a sealed situation for clients when they get that proposal. They're like, oh my gosh, I have found my wedding photographer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know. But that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> that is, that is. So once you've chosen your CRM, whether it's Devsado or 17 Hats, like choose the one that you want to go with. The next thing would be to start to create things like your proposal. So if you've written out all of your process and you're really happy with what it's looking like, kind of treat that as a bit of a checklist of what you need to create. So you might have a couple of different proposal templates. Um, so you might have one for straight up weddings and you might have an engagement shoot or something like that. Um, maybe a couple of different versions. You might have a contract or multiple contracts. Um, you'll see which email templates you need to either write or dig out from your inbox and pop into your CRM. So go about creating all of that content next. Yeah. And it can take time. And I feel like when I started with a CRM, my friend gave me great advice, Cassie, who's been on the show a bunch of times. She said, just start with the contracts, just start with one section and then build on from there. And that was such a great tool, a tip for me because it can be overwhelming because it's kind of like, it feels like Instagram, right? Like a CRM does so much in one thing. So it can be overwhelming. So I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I would recommend like just do your proposals one day and then maybe the next day you do your emails or calendar, you know, you know what I mean? And then like after a week or so you've got like, it's kind of at the base level where you're like, all right, I can use this now. Let's try to make it better. Yeah, I love that so much, actually. I think that's a really, really good tip. It can be overwhelming. And if you chunk it down into different parts, your proposals first and then your contracts and then your emails, do it in whatever order feels comfortable to you. But doing it like that, I think, makes it a lot easier. And it helps you feel good about checking off one whole section too. Yeah, totally. I loved good checking off my to-do list. Like, get it out of here. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best feeling in the world, isn't it? Honestly. I love it. Yeah, I totally. I love tasks. I like love doing them. And getting them done. So how do you recommend, you know, we plan out our wedding workflows in our CRM? You know, I mean, is mm-hmm. it possible for them to like save us time and money? So possible. Oh my gosh. I think once you start using your workflows or automations, this is where your CRM starts to become such a huge game changer because essentially you're cloning yourself or you're bringing on a VA that you're paying like $30 or $40 a month um, and they're looking after all of your clients for you. So I think CRMs are great on their own, but where they really step up to the next level and where they can really save you a lot of time and help you take on more clients is when you start to use those workflows. Yeah. So, so how do we like start automating them? (laughs) Like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you've kind of got the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So when you've written out all of your client journey, that essentially is your workflows. Um, So you've got them in your head. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, workflows. This is so scary. But you, you really do have them there. It's just a matter of turning them into something that can go into your CRM. So I recommend breaking your journey down into three different parts. So the first part or the first workflow would be your leads workflow. And that's the one that'll start once they reach out on your website. So maybe it has an autoresponder. Um, maybe it sends them a services guide or your investment guide. I know you have templates for these things, Janae. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amazing. So if you're not using one of those, I love using those, pop those in there. Maybe you have some follow-up emails, whatever that looks like, but we really want your lead workflow to help your potential clients get them on the call. And as a first workflow, I know potential clients love this one. If you imagine someone's reaching out on a Saturday, maybe they're reaching out to a couple of different photographers, getting an email straight away back to them is going to make them feel really, really good about working with you. So that's the first one. Mm -hmm. Love that. Second one is your proposal and onboarding. And it might be a little bit longer as a wedding photographer. Obviously, most people are booking you 
with a fairly long lead time compared to other types of services. So the proposal part of that is going to have your proposal, obviously, your contract, your deposit invoice all wrapped up really nicely. Um, welcome email that makes them feel really good. Maybe you send them a welcome guide as well. Maybe there's some questionnaires that they need to. Anything really that happens from the onboarding process. And then I'd even say all the way up until the wedding. So that's your second workflow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Love it. Awesome. And then your last one is your offboarding. And I find this is the one that a lot of people skip certain parts of. Uh, Obviously, we're going to have things like a gallery delivery, but I think we also want to plan some nice moments of surprise and delight in there. So it can be things like emailing them a couple of days after the wedding saying we had such a great time, we loved it, and maybe reminding them when they can expect to get some images from you, or if you send some sneak peek photos through, things like that, just to make them feel really ready. And so your clients, I don't know whether you've ever had this today, but email you the next day being like, when's my gallery ready again? Is it tomorrow? Are they all going to be edited by tomorrow? <laughs> oh yeah. I used to have that, but I, <laughs> but I do anymore. have the, um, I do do this offboarding where I send, I have decided in my business and works for me is like uh, the Monday after the wedding, I will send them three sneak peeks to, you know, get them excited, get their appetite a little, you know, satiated. So they're not like, where are my photos? Um, And then I have in the email that, uh, you know, just a friendly reminder. And I tell them, you know, my, the delivery times and hope, you know, hope you have a wonderful honeymoon. And that really goes over really well where everybody's got, you know, got a great photo for their Instagram or, you know, their Facebook and they're like, we're married. And then they basically leave me alone until I deliver the gallery. <laughs> so, Which is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what we want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's good. And yeah. I also tell them, you know, if they need a photo, a professional photo for their thank you cards faster to mm. please let me know because I have one couple. Oh my God. They used, uh, I don't know, some Instagram photo from maybe I sent them or somebody else, or it was, they pulled a photo from somewhere that wasn't mine. And then they made all their thank you cards with that photo. And it was literally blue. Like the whole thing was blue. And she was so upset. She's like, I should have just emailed you. And I was like, you know what? I should have just said to email me. And that's when I added Mm -hmm. it. So yeah, preempted over there for sure. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a perfect start to an offboarding workflow. I absolutely love that. Like you're getting ahead of any questions they have. You're making them feel really good about working with you. Um, All of these things are going to come together so nicely in terms of them leaving you an amazing testimonial and referring other clients to you, which is what we really want. So, I mean, obviously we've got to deliver their full gallery after that. And then I think continue on from there to in your offboarding workflow. So definitely ask for a testimonial as part of your workflow. I know a lot of people forget that one, um, but that is so, so helpful. And then maybe check in with them a little bit longer term too. So it could be sending them an email on their anniversary, maybe dropping an image back to them. Um, and, you know, as simple as saying, hey, it's your one year anniversary. Here's a little something to remember by, or go and look at your gallery today and remember how great your day was. Something like that. Um, the more kind of personality and the more we can make your clients feel like you're remembering them after they've paid their final invoice, the more they're going to feel really fondly about working with you and refer you to other clients as well. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, or ask you, when do you think is the right time to ask for a review in your in this offboarding workflow? Because I, f- I find that p- some people... I get some people on the show that like you should ask right away or you should ask a couple of weeks later. Um, well, what's your take on that? 
I think we want to think about when they're most excited. So I would say for most people, it's probably right after you've sent them their gallery. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think once they get the final images, that's a really great time. And I, I mm. think it's because you're fresh, right? You're like, I hope you mm. love your images. It was such a blast. Thank you so much for having me capture your your day. Um, you know, I would love for you to write me a review. And most people are like, oh my yeah. God, yes, totally. And then some people do it exactly. before I ask. And I'm like, oh, this is the best. So yeah, I, I think, love those people. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, you're my people. Totally. <laughs> For sure. But we want to ask, definitely. I I tend to think right after they get all the images as well, too. Because if you imagine, you know, you've sent it through, they're like looking them over with their spouse with a cup of coffee or like wine, and they just feel really good about it. And they're on that kind of love bubble high. And that's really when you when you want them to do it because they're just feeling so, so good about you. Um, and, and they're probably feeling a little bit more grateful too. Like a couple of weeks later, they're like, oh yeah, the images were great, but they don't quite have that. Um, I'm hand actioning and you can't see. <laughs> they're not yeah, quite as yeah. jazzed, I guess. I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming through. So you think oh, like, so you think maybe just cause I'm like all about like, like mm-hmm. tangible stuff. So you think one day we deliver and then like, the next day we ask for a review or like two days later? Yeah. No, I think even the next day would be great. I mean, they're they're probably going to reply to you with like an all caps lock email being like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I love it. Like reply to that email um, or do it the next day. If they don't reply to you, have something in your workflow that has an email template ready to go the next day. Like, what did you think about them? Did you love them? Um, Would you mind leaving your review? And everyone is going to say yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Awesome. So, okay. So those are the three, the three workflows you recommend, which are all great. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, so it's inquiry, onboarding and offboarding, right? Did I get it right? Okay. Exactly. Awesome. So from your experiences, you know, what forms or, or like communication should we automate within our CRM? Like I know, like you can automate these emails, but I always, you know what? I always like to check it. <laughs> like maybe that's my type I personality, but like, what do you, what do you recommend making it automatic and, and giving, taking away the, the reins there? I mean, I am a bit of a control freak. So I like to check all of my emails too. I don't know whether this exists in 17 hats. You'll have to tell me, but in Dubsado, there's something called requires approval, which basically means we can put absolutely everything in your workflows. And if there's something that you want to check before it goes out, we just check this box in Dubsado and Dubsado will then ask us like, Hey, are you okay with sending this? Do you want to edit it first? Um, Or do you not want to send it? So obviously if you really didn't like working with that client, you may not want to (laughs) go and send them a happy anniversary. Or if you, you've seen maybe something hasn't gone well a year down the line, um, you want to tweak that. Do they have something similar in 17 hats or no? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's just, it says ask before sending. Okay, so cool. like, yeah. So I have like my workflows um, where all my emails are already in there. And then I just have, it comes up, it says send this email today. And then I just have to go in and tweak it. And then I send it out. So it, it takes a minute, you know, a minute, but that I, mm-hmm. I, like to make it personalized if possible. Yeah, I do the same. And I think, I mean, you might be listening and going like, why would I put this in my workflow then if I'm going to personalize it? And I think it's really the fact that it's not in your brain anymore. You don't have to remember it. Dubsado or 17 Hats is like, hey, it's time to send this. You know, it's the Monday after their wedding or it's, you know, I don't know, three months before their wedding and we have to remind them of this. Um, Reducing that mental load, I think is one of the really, really great side effects of using workflows. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, 
I think before I had a CRM, I would put it in my calendar, like, okay, this is when I have to ask for the final balance, send a reminder to remind them about the final balance, you know, and now all that stuff is gone because I just use the invoices and I use Maru for my payments. Um, so all this stuff is like automated to the fact where it's like they get an email, they get a reminder, and then once it's paid, they get an automatic thank you. So like there are certain things in there that I don't have to be a part of, but I just like that I no longer have to worry about what's coming up in the calendar because my CRM will just ding me and say, okay, we got to send this invoice today. You know, just make that. it. Yeah, I love that. For sure. I think there's two emails that definitely we want to have completely automated though. Um, and the rest of them is really like a comfort level thing. So definitely put them on your workflow and up to you whether you want to check them and personalize them before I go out. But the two that I would absolutely have completely automated is the one when people reach out from your website. I think that that is going to set you apart massively as a wedding photographer. Uh, and I just hear from so many people that their clients love this. Even if it's just an email, hey, I got your inquiry, I'll get back to you within the next two to three business days. Um, ideally, it's got a little bit more in there. Maybe it invites them to book a call or it sends the, your services guide out or something like that. But that one for sure, I think is great. And then the second one is after they've paid their deposit invoice, because I think that we are so primed. like. We're the online shopping generation where we want everything right now and we want next day delivery. So if they if they pay you the deposit on Friday night um, and you're either not working on the weekend or you're at a wedding or something, we want to know that they've received something straight away, letting them know like we've got the deposit, the date is all secured, like you're officially their wedding photographer, they don't have to stress about it and they feel really good about that um, investment, I guess. Yeah, no, I love that. Those are those are two easy ones to to automate. Mm. So that's perfect. You're just making it working smarter, not harder. That's awesome. <laughs> Definitely. And, yeah. and it benefits you. And it also like the whole goal out of this, of course, is to save you time, but we want to do it in a way that your clients feel great as well. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're so focused on like the experience and up-leveling the experience of your clients through the CRM. That that is really coming out to me during this conversation, how you you keep mentioning the way that they feel and the way that you make them feel. And that's such a good takeaway for people listening. It's like this is going to help them have a wonderful experience with you because you're so on top of it, right? You're organized mm-hmm. in a way that you've thought of everything so that they don't have to. I, I, I mean, that's the goal, really. Absolutely. I think so many of us are scared to automate because we're worried that we'll feel robotic or slimy. And and, and it, it doesn't necessarily feel like the nicest, warmest thing, but we definitely can do it in a way that makes our clients feel better and makes them feel like they're the only client we have because you know all of us have more than one client and it's hard to manage them all. So rather than popping all those things in your calendar and having to work double time to make them feel great, we definitely can automate a lot of these things and, and the outcome should be that they feel great as well. Yeah, I love that. No, I really get that from you. So how, how do you recommend we up-level our CRM into a, a powerhouse? Like, what? how can we kick it up a notch, taking it from Emerald Lagasse? <laughs> like, how, how can we up-level it? I mean, the biggest thing is to look at absolutely everything in your CRM with intention. I think most people get a CRM and they start plunking in a proposal template and they 
chuck in their contract and maybe they'll piecemeal some email templates together over time. If you go through the process that we talked about today in terms of writing out your entire process and then going through it and working out where it could be streamlined or where you could be doing things better and then you build everything in your CRM and then you automate it, I think you've automatically up-leveled your CRM. I think you've gone above and beyond just by thinking through your process and making it seamless before you start using a CRM. Yeah, I, I think it's such a key thing. And also, you know, d- I mean, Charlotte, I don't want to like step on any toes here, but like, don't be afraid to like tweak it. Like I always mm-hmm. modify my workflow. Like I feel like sometimes, you know, y- you don't really know if a workflow is working until you're in it, right? Like you can plan it mm-hmm. out, but like when you're in a, like for me, like a, a client that's like a one-off, like maybe it's just a family session or a maternity session. And it's like a different beast than a wedding. You know, I may I've made workflows for them, and then I realize, oh, I don't need to wait twelve days to do this, or I I need to add another step here because we have to talk about wardrobe. Like, it's okay to tweak it, right? It's there to help you do a better job. So, like, even like if they if someone hires you, like, don't be afraid to like, you know, make tweaks, like make it better. Absolutely, for sure. I think over time we get better at everything in business and we definitely get better at looking after our clients too. So you can add things, take away things by all means, keep tweaking it and keep making it better. And it'll be quite easy once you've set them up too from the start. So I love that. So are there like any, I have to ask this, like uh, CRM (laughs) hacks we should know about? Like, is there something that we're not doing that we should be thinking about? I don't know whether I could call this a hack, but the biggest thing I see people not doing is using it really well. I think a lot of people sign up and I've had students that have gone through my programs that have been using Dubsado for like two, three years without actually using everything and without automating everything. Um, And I think it doesn't really help you that much unless you use all the features. So the biggest hack, I guess, is to treat it like a project in your business and say, okay, I'm going to spend the next month. I'm going to focus on getting this set up. I'm going to do it really well. And then I'm never going to have to think about it again. I mean, of course you can tweak, like we said, (laughs) Um, but, but treat it. I mean, you said a similar thing with making it bite-sized, like today I'm going to do my proposal tomorrow. I'm going to work on some of my canned emails. I think it's as simple as that. I don't, I mean, I'm making it sound too simple (laughs) probably, but I guess the biggest hack is choose your software, commit to it and use it really well. And it's going to work so hard for you if you do. Yeah. No, I think that's the best hack. You know, I mean, how many, you know, courses have people bought and not taken? How many things do we sign up for and not use them? And like a CRM, you know, like you could say, oh yeah, I want Dubsado. But if you're only using 1% of it, like mm. you're not getting it, you're not using it to the fullest, you know? And Definitely. I think, yeah, all of these can do a lot. You know, I don't think there's one perfect CRM, to be honest. I feel like everybody has something missing or something, you know, there's always one area that you're like, oh, this sucks. But if you pick one that you like and Mm -hmm. you're comfortable with, you're already ahead of the game. No, I agree for sure so much. They're definitely not perfect, but committing and following through and and not treating it like your course you have on the shelf is going to make the biggest difference. I did just think of one more hack, if you like, and that would be to... I know. (laughs) This one's probably more of a hack. Bring (laughs) Um, it on. (laughs) Use your CRM to do the stuff that you hate doing, I think, is really, really good. Uh, I 
I'm like not a very good salesperson. I hate selling myself. I feel pretty uncomfortable around it. So I have a services guide that goes out with my lead email and it does all the selling for me. I hop on a call with people um, and they're pretty much sold. They want to work with me and that makes it easier. Uh, All of your payment reminder emails, have them in there because that way you don't have to ever remember them. Um, Maybe you hate asking for testimonials. You feel super weirded out by it. Spend some time writing that canned email once, automate it. You'll never have to think about it again. So use your CRM to do the stuff that you're like, oh, Oh, it makes me feel queasy every time I yeah. have to do it. I love that. Oh, that's such a good hack. That's a good one. I was going to ask you like about like tips and takeaways, but that might just be the biggest one. <laughs> I think that's I'm glad. Good. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, we always, I always like to end shows with tangible tips and actual items. Um, but I feel like that one was really good. But I mean, is there anything else you'd want to add? Like maybe you can just recap or, or let people know like it, Someone listening right now is just starting out or maybe they're a year in or, or, or more and they're like, okay, how how should I get started? Like what, what would be maybe your three things they should tackle first? Mm, the first thing definitely is planning out your client experience or your process or your workflows, whatever you really want to call it. So we talked about doing something for leads or inquiries, something for your proposal and onboarding and something for offboarding. So sit down with a Google Doc or a pen and paper and write that out first then start creating all of your templates. So sourcing all of those canned email templates, whether they're in your sandbox or whether you have to write some, designing up your proposal templates, all of that kind of stuff. And then you can start to build your automations and use the CRM that you've chosen. I love it. You guys have a lot of homework to do if you're listening. I'm excited for you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It will save you so much time in the long run. I promise it is. I mean, you've said it a bunch of times too, Janae. These, These things, these things being CRMs, are just such a game changer in your business. Um, they they really are worth the the time and energy to set them up. Yeah, they re- they truly are. And I feel like, you know, small bites, a little bit. You know, I always tell my coaching clients, if you do a little bit each day, it adds up, right? Like if you do a half hour, if you can only that you know sit there for a half hour and really concentrate every day. At the end of the week, you're going to have three, almost three hours worth of work done. And then you've got a process done. You know what I mean? Like small mm. steps add up. And then one day you look at it and you're like, oh my God, it's done. Every, everything is there. So, you know, small steps to begin with. But this has been so much fun. Charlotte, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Let's tell everybody um, where they can find out more about you, your services. You're going to have to sell yourself and say <laughs> hello online. Let's tell everybody. Now I feel like I'm like talking to the teacher about selling myself. I've like owned up to <laughs> no, what I'm talking no, about now. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. I'm happy to be put on the spot. Um, there's two ways I work with people. So if you want to reach out with one of those, I have a program called E-Seeker Society um, where we go through and set up Dubsado together and plan out your client experience and all of that kind of jazz. Um what might be a good fit to see whether, or it might be a good way to fit, see whether that's a good fit for you is my free mini course called Seven Steps to Automation, which would probably actually take you through tackling all of your homework for today. So uh, if you want to do that, charlotteisaac.com slash TWJ for T with Janine. Uh, the other way I work with people is through my DIY shop on my website where you can go and grab, you know, a workflow library of Dubsado automation templates, things like Zapier templates, trainings on how to create proposals, all of that kind of stuff. 
Awesome. Cool. And then all of these links are going to be in the show notes. You guys can swipe on up, click on the links and let Charlotte know you listened to today's episode. And I love that you have the free offer for us just for our Tea with Janae listeners. Thank you so much. I didn't know we had our own little link. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yay. <laughs> it, it's, it's easy to remember, isn't it? Yeah. Every, yeah. CharlotteIsaac.com slash TWJ. Awesome. This is so great. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was so much fun. Uh, have a great winter in Australia and hopefully you'll come <laughs> back on when it's summer and we can hear about that too. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Thank you so much tonight. It's been really fun. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a big shout out, a huge thank you to Charlotte for being here today. It was so much fun getting to chat with you. Um, I hope to have you back on soon. This is a great topic, and I know we can definitely dive in a little bit deeper. If you guys want to take her up on her incredible free offer, grab that guide, or just find out more about working with her, swipe on up on the show notes, click on the links, and let her know you listened to today's episode. All right, you guys. I hope you have a great day and I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.